Hey buds, today you've heard of Return of the Mac, and now you're going to hear us smoke of the Mac. We cover news stories ranging from an increase in cannabis tests, crop yield, and calls to poison control. And a conversation with Paralympic athlete and a good bud of ours, Ben Brown. All of this and more, today on the Good Buds Podcast. Let's get two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and on a sesame seed bun. Ba-da-ba-ba! Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. I'm Curtis. I'm Shank. And this is episode 39, airing Monday, May 31st, 2021, on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Thanks for joining us. Before we start, I'd like to thank Lumenspot and My High Shop for sponsoring this episode. Check out their links down below in the description, and we'll talk more about them later. So, Curtis, how are you doing today? I am doing all right, Shank. I am doing all right. Had to nice. do a little bit of work this morning, but got through that. Super nice, easy day. And otherwise, I've just recently been getting a lot into Mortal Kombat 11 again recently. <laughs> nice. The aftermath story line or yeah. story missions, whatever. Again, new watching, DLCs. Watching the movie a hundred times has rekindled some old feelings. That as well. And then <laughs> after watching that, Facebook does its whole, you know, we're listening to every word you're saying, so... He started recommending me watching uh, gameplay of people playing Mortal Kombat. So I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? Fuck it. I'll just start playing it then. Yeah, better than watching I already own the play game. Play it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nice. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. But uh, how about you, Shank? Man, I had a wonderful day today. It was beautiful. Did my usual running around that I always enjoy doing on podcast day. I spent the whole day kind of like uh, looking forward to uh, getting on here and recording. I uh, practiced some things on guitar, actually. I haven't really touched my guitar much recently. I've been so busy with everything else going on. Um, I picked up my guitar earlier today and I was putting around on it and just playing a few things, writing a few new riffs. It was a hell of a lot of fun, you know, like something I don't do nearly often enough anymore. So it was nice. It was a good change of pace, you know. Uh, Always nice to be able to sit back and be able to have some free time, do some stuff that you actually like to do. Yeah, I know, right? Like, you got to take time, especially during this pandemic. You know, we're all locked down, right? Might as well take time for our hobbies. Otherwise, we're just going to go fucking crazy. Exactly. I mean, a combination of hobbies and stalking social media. You're not wrong. Speaking of social media, I do have to remind the buds at home before we start the show to check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for some awesome behind-the-scenes content and some really funny shit that we post there regularly. Um, You know, just go there, give us a follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do. Also, check out our Discord channel, where we go on and have regular funny conversations. Um, Right now, it's a little bit of a ghost town, but only you buds at home listening right now, jumping on that link downstairs in the description... You can change that by hopping in there, interacting with us, letting us know what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, uh, showing us your memes and all the other funny shit you have to share. So, like, we'd appreciate it. Links down below, like I said before. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to support the show, or even further than that, you can go to our Patreon page and you can donate there. We have several tiers that you can choose from, including behind-the-scenes content exclusive for Patreon and the ability to listen in on the show live. Again, links are down below, and if you do, you can join our other awesome patrons, such as Isaac and Mr. Benji Bills. We love our patrons. We absolutely try to give you guys some good content, some good stuff out there, so it starts as low as a dollar. You guys can check the links down below, and we would love to hear from you, and thank you so much. But if you don't feel like donating, then, like we said, just like, comment, subscribe, share with your buds. Anything you can do helps. Absolutely, he's 100% right. We cannot thank our patrons enough for their donations, but we also thank all of you buds at home for listening to our show and for sharing this and everything else. So that's fantastic. We love you buds. And now let's get on with the reviews, eh, Curtis? Yeah. 
So, Curtis, what are you burning today, brother? Well, Shag, today I have gone deep, deep, deep into some forest, and I have pulled out Jungle Mac. Ooh, 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 ah, ah, ah. That's offensive. So, Jungle Mac is a hybrid strain, and it is a combination of White Fire and Miracle Alien Cookie, which I, I haven't really heard too much about that one so much, but it does come out to Jungle Mac. Uh, this was grown by Fuego Exotics in Michigan. Muy Fuego. Mm, Muy Fuego. Um, and this strain is very interesting. It's a natural-looking, very fluffy nug. It's not very dense at all. In fact, it actually kind of looks like this little, like, bloom that you would kind of find on, like, little bushes or shrubbery or something like that. Like a springtime bud. You would find it on a shrubbery? On a shrubbery. We are the knights who say neat. Um, and this is a very niche color mixture that it actually has here. It's a very minty light green combination, as well as vibrant shamrock shades and small specks of this darker and bolder emerald that kind of comes through. Your description so, reminded me of shamrock shakes, and therefore it is automatic win. I would agree to that. On top of this, there's also these nice clusters of reddish-orange hairs that kind of just follow the curvature of the nug itself, kind of spread out evenly throughout with it. And it has a crystal coating that is noticeable when you're up close to the nug or when you're shining direct light onto it. Other than that, you don't really see too much of it. It's kind of like a camouflage little, you know, wait yeah. till you get close and then surprise, sparkle. Boom. Um, Pocket glitter. It's, exactly. Pocket glitter. And it's showing these small bumps of Keef just all around the edges. Uh, very nice. Very consistent all the way through. And as for the scent... <sighs> Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> not really. So it's a very potent, clean chemical scent. It has very good tones of citrus in there as well that give it like a very lemon pledge kind of aroma. Mm -hmm. It's in a good way, by the way. It's not like chemicals like this is what it was grown with or something. Like it just yeah. smells very clean, very like that, essentially. Yeah, nice. It does have these slight tones of berry fruitiness at the end of it. And this becomes more predominant when you grind it up, obviously. A lot more of the berry scent comes through as opposed to the citrus or the clean scent. I would honestly use this as a Glade Wall plug-in or try to get this as a scent from Yankee Candle. Nice. If any of those companies want to sponsor us, uh, let me know and also make weed products. Yeah, hit us up. <sighs> but it's fantastic all the way through. I can't wait to try some. And that is Jungle Mac. But Shank, what is it that you are going to be smoking on for us today? So today, I am going to be smoking on Yo Strain's Daddy, Mac 1. Oh, oh, damn. The Mac. The Mac. That's right. We're tied together. Unintentional tie-in. Yeah. If it works, it works. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, it's amazing, man. I actually picked up this strain. I saw you, you were like, yeah, I got this Jungle Mac and everything, and that was echoing in my head. And when I was at the store picking up, I looked over, and I, I looked down, and I saw a strain from Ed Edison Cannabis. That said Mac 1. And I was like, okay, is that like Mac 10? Is this going to blow my head off or some shit? So I was like, yeah, I'm getting that, right? No, this is Mac 1. It's only going to, like, but, nip your finger. Yeah, it's only going to, yeah, it's going to nip my finger a little bit. But but the cool thing is, is Mac 1 is actually a cross of Alien Cookies F2 and Miracle 15. Hmm. Yeah, so so it gets so, a Miracle, Miracle Alien, Alien Cookies. cookies. Yeah, Mac. Mac. Oh, okay, that yeah, makes sense. it's also known as the Mac. Um, and this phenotype was grown by Edison Cannabis Co. I actually, fun fact about this strain, it's actually a very exclusive strain. Uh, the company that originally... Uh, the company that originally bred this strain and grew this strain, 
um, are very selective about what companies they allow to grow it. So that's really, really cool. If you get your hands on this, you know that the company that produced it passed all of their quality control regulations to be allowed to grow this strain, which is sweet. I mean, um, I assume all cannabis kind of well, like all that. Cannabis. All cannabis does, but like, you know, they're like, very, they're more like exclusive. They're very picky about gotcha. which companies they let grow. They're not just kind of like Premium. anybody on the, yeah, they're not like anybody on the internet can buy our seeds. Like you need to apply, but it's really cool. Um, the color of this is kind of weird though, because it's really dense, very tight tight looking nugs that look really smooth and clean they look very like well machined well grown like you know very well trimmed um and overall they have very little little amounts of red stigmas around it that accents a little bit but not really thick and noticeable um and but it's really weird because everything has a muted quality to it like it like the nug itself looks like it's behind frosted glass or like, you know, hiding behind a shower with the frosted glass or whatever, because it has a really muted quality to all of the colors. But the reason is that it's literally covered from stem to top with uh, like a super like decent layer of crystal that's so tight that it makes it look like frosted glass. So it's it, it, it's muted in color, but for the best possible reason to be muted in color. You know, like it's like if my weed's going to be colorless, I would like it to be because it's covered in white crystal. <laughs> so it's know? basically like another one of those made its own moon rock strains pretty much yeah pretty much yeah it's just you look at it and it's got like its own nice thick layer of crystal over the outside that's like it makes it look frosted to the point where the colors are muted you can tell it would be a really nice like olive slash jade kind of green but the white crystal over the top of it makes it look completely 100 nice, white nice. um but the smell of this stuff man the smell <sighs> Oh, man, I like that. Um, it's got a very sweet and smooth, like, cheesy kind of scent to it, but not really like a cheese wheel, more like a cheesecake. You know what I mean? It's, like, got that kind of yeah. sweetness of the of the cheesecake. Um, and it's got a noticeable berry aroma that punches through, like, the overall cheesy scent with a noticeable kind of sugary candy quality to it that I love. Like, I love that kind of candy. Like, you smell it, and it's got, like, the... Like, when you're standing by the bins full of bulk candy, if you've ever been by those, yeah, like, yeah, that smell, like, it gives me that scent, and I Before love it. Before they got rid of them in supermarkets, oh, because everyone Rona. kept spitting in them. And Rona, obviously, it's a bad idea to have them anyway, even if they oh, didn't they get were. rid of them before that, but <laughs> they got rid of them for other reasons, but it's probably good that they did, because, my God. Um, but, uh, just, bad idea. But, but it smells like those, and it's got a bit of a diesel and kind of cushy smell underneath the inside that it sticks to your, like, it sticks to your sinuses after. Um, and it adds a little bit of extra noiseness, you know, like that little bit of a, like, cushy kind of diesel scent on the back end, it... Makes it smell pretty good. This so the Mac One man, it's pretty cool. Like you know, one of your parent strains a year of your, the strain you're smoking, the Jungle Mac. So that's fucking awesome, man. Like, Jungle Mac's just sitting there, like, oh wow, it's the return of the Mac. Oh, oh. yeah! Don't lie to me. But you said you <laughs> would smoke all of it. You're high as me. <laughs> all right, but uh, but yeah. So no, I'm really excited to smoke this. Um, like I'm super stoked. Uh, before we do, I do need to let the people at home know that they need to uh, be checking out these uh, these nugs on Instagram because when we're talking about them on our YouTube video, which they should already be doing, they're floating behind our heads and they can see these nice strains of nugs as we're talking about them and describing them. But if they don't want to do the whole YouTube thing, they can go to Instagram at goodbudspodcast where we post pictures of all these strains we smoke weekly as well as behind-the-scenes content for them to check and they should give us a follow while they are there. 
love them. We also post a couple memes, stuff like that. And if you want a little extra content, you can check out my personal Instagram over at GoodBudsCurtis, where I take a couple bong hits and uh, do some behind-the-scenes editing work on the YouTube videos. That's true, and those bong hits are absolutely massive. And if you want, you can check out me smoking some joints and doing some miscellaneous weird shit over on my Instagram at GoodBudsShank. Make sure when you're on our Instagrams, you just click that follow button, like I said, because you'll get notifications every time we post some really cool shit. Uh, So, speaking of really cool shit... This bong. I have that bong too as well. Well, not that bong, but I have this bong. You have a bong. Right here. It's also packed. Ready to go. <laughs> look at us with our, look at us being prepared. <laughs> exactly. As you're reaching around trying to find your lighter. <laughs> yeah, where, where's my lighter? <laughs> fuck, fuck. We're so prepared. Yeah. See, it's funny anyway, too because but... I have like three lighters around me. <laughs> I needed this one. I wanted my green one. This one, there are many other like it, but this one is mine. Yeah, so true. The other ones so, are all stolen from my friends. So we gave you buds enough time, hopefully, in that little banter. So hopefully your bongs are packed, your bowls are packed, your joints are rolled, your blunts are rolled, your vapes are ready, your rigs are ready, and your edibles are already baked because, come on, those take like fucking an hour or something. Lots of time. Exactly. <laughs> but with all that being said, let us get ready to blaze it. Toke, toke, shkaboke. Wow. Oh, wowie wow. Oh, man. Curtis, how's that tasting for you, brother? <coughs> oh, what the fuck is that flavor? Oh, okay. My taste buds are fucking wonky. Fuck, they're act- everything is activated right now. Okay. So it's Hit garlic me. and fruity. Like, it's very strong garlic and fruity at first. It's right. sweet and it's savory at the same time. Like, it's sweet at the front of the tongue, savory in, like, the back morsels of the tongue, which is strange. Yeah. It does have that nice little chemical scent over top, which makes it clean, but it also has skunky bits, so it feels like a skunk is trying to, you know, drag its ringworm across a rug that's also in my tongue, which is nasty to think about. I do not like the pleasurable thinking about all of this stuff. It's very terrible. All in all, the smoke itself is not that bad. I do not feel my lungs. The base of my head is numb. I, my birds are chirping, and I'm pretty sure I just came. All in all, about a 7 out of 10. Perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> 5 out of 7. Perfect score. In all seriousness, it's a lot of fucking different flavor combinations. It tastes fantastic, and it does give, like, numbing to the back of the head. I can't really feel the lungs. The flavor profile is just bizarre on this one. It sounds, it sounds really interesting, that's for sure. Absolutely, but wow. hopefully yours is a little bit more tame because mine's what? definitely wild and out in the jungle. Hey, yeah, you see what I did there. Ha 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 ha. How's Papa Mac tasting? Well, the Mac is uh, actually the Mac attacks um, very strong. It's a very potent hit. It, it, it went right to my lungs and it did not pass go. Um, it said, you know, hello from the start and aloha on the way out. If anything, um, you owed it $200. Yeah, if anything, I owed it $200. Um, but, uh, yeah, but it's overall, it's very cheesy and tart with, uh, like very subtle hints of like berry and it has a really strong kind of citrus aftertaste with a weird grassy hint. Like it almost has like a grassy, like kind of like fresh cut grass kind of flavor that lingers on your tongue afterwards. Um, you lose a little bit of that kush, uh, like that I smelled like the diesel slash kush, kush smell that I smelled in the, uh in the initial scent, but, um, it, it is still there. 
just very subtly. It's it's not as uh, potent as I expected it to be. So really, honestly, it's it's pretty good. It's a very good tasting strain. I'm pretty excited oh, yeah. to see what it does to me. Um, but before we do see what it does to us, obviously, Curtis, which we got to see what other people are. Other people. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, these are the online opinions of other stoners online, and we are other stoners online giving our opinions to the online. Opinions. Now, with Jungle Mac, uh, it seems to be grown here and there and here and there by different companies, so getting a nice, solid grasp on what exactly the strain does is kind of a little hard to find, but from what I've been able to discover, it seems to be a euphoric, relaxing, happy, and uplifting strain, so pretty much mid-tier for, obviously, indica and sativa effects. Uh, It's supposed to be good for stress, pain, and just generally chilling the fuck out. Uh, Haven't so far found anything about munchies, dry mouth, or any side effects like that, but I will always let you buds know, and as always, I am prepared. I got bevs, I got snacks. We're always ready here. But Shank, what are they saying about your strain? Uh, well, uh, the Mac is a pretty well-reviewed strain. Um, it's uh, overall generally regarded as a happy, uplifting, euphoric, um, and very high-energy strain. Um, it's been uh, recommended for stress, anxiety, um, and uh, honestly, just for late-night getting shit done sessions. Like if you have if you have something to do, it's late at night. You want to get baked. Um, and get shit done. It's a great stream for that, apparently, which always makes me really happy when we're going to record the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Always also, nice to have a grind strain. I know, right? I know. And and it uh, also doesn't really say anything about the dry mouth or the uh, dry eyes or any of that shit, but we are prepared. I've got my bevies. I got my chippies. Like, everything is all hunky-dory uh, garlic seasoning or garlic salt. <laughs> garlic powder. Garlic powder, that's the one. That's the one. (laughs) I'm a fucking idiot. But, speaking of fucking idiots, I rolled a really good joint. That... (laughs) What does that have to do with it? Oh, I get it. It's Ah, because I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) I also have a joint rolled right here. And as per tradition, we're going to do a nice little dry hit taste test, ASMR, and try to guess a nice little flavor profile before we actually light these joints. Good Buds ASMR moments. Mm. Mm. Mm, man. Mm. Wow. Mm. Holy shit. Curtis, mm. how's that tasting for you, dude? I'm going to keep doing this while you tell everybody. So, home. for once, I'm actually getting, like, some actually good flavor off of it. Oop, almost dropped it. Um, But it's, uh... Like, I'm getting a little bit more of, like, the garlicky flavor that I was tasting. I'm getting some lemoniness, some of that cleanliness, a little bit of berry in there. Like, again, it's still, like, a lot of different flavors, but now it's, like, on the lips. And just as a dry hit, it's nice to have it all subtly coming through. But it's going to be even better in a minute or two when I light this up. But, Shank, how about you? Swedish fucking berries, dude. I just realized what the flavor was. I was just puffing on it. I, like, I tasted this really kind of sweet berry kind of taste, like, initially when I first took that ASMR hit. And mm-hmm. then I was just kind of puffing on it here, idly, like, waiting, you know, listening to your description, which sounds amazing. Um, and I was, like, you know, listening to you and puffing on it, and it, an image came into my brain, like, it was, like, planted there by the universe of Swedish berries. You know the candy? Like, the, yeah. like the Maynards or I whatever? Know, Swedish fish. 
Yeah, like they're like the same company or whatever, right? But the little Swedish okay. berries, they're like those little red, they're red things that are like yeah. almost like, yeah. But that is what this tastes like through the dry hit. Like I'm getting like a super strong, super sweet, sugary, very like berry flavor. And it's magnificent. Like I want to just strap this, like take roll two joints of this, put them in my nostrils and just tape them and just walk around all day breathing through my nose. Can that be a new mask? Yeah, Raw, I think that might count. Raw Company, I know you've made one mask where you can smoke a joint through the mask. Yeah. Make this one where it just inserts two of them straight two into your nostrils. Right into my nostrils. I will fucking buy that right now. I will invest Or OCB, in that. either one. OCB, if you do that, OCB, I will wear it. I will do live streams and I will wear Loud that. Loud and proud. Loud and freaking proud. But no, but, seriously, that's, yeah, a little bit. It's amazing, man. The flavor of this is just really cool. Hell yeah. Well, we all know what joints we're actually made for, so yeah. I think we should... Spare no expense and wait no longer. Buds at home, hopefully you have your joints rolled, your blunts rolled, your bongs packed, your bowls packed, yada yada, you know the fucking drill by now. It's mm. 420 somewhere. Get your shit ready. Let us fucking blaze it. Tok tok shkabok. Tok shkabok. Oh my goodness. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, you already know what I'm gonna say, man. This is fucking delicious. <laughs> this, this is, I'm a joint man, but... I feel like a non-biased opinion of the strain is it is really, really good through the joint. It's t- it tastes very good. The flavor profile changes a lot. You get way more berry and shit through it, so it's fuck yeah, joint weed. Mine That's- is literally just a smoother version of what you would normally hit through the bong. Fucking, it's still just a mix of crazy flavors. Fucking, it's still fucking delicious. I'm liking it. It's nice, smooth, burning nice so far. I'm getting more of that diesel hit, too, off the the plume smoke that comes off the tip after I take my hit and just kind of goes up my nostril. I'm getting more of that diesel scent, too, which is really nice. I am getting a little bit of that as well, so... Yeah, yeah. the Mac attack. So that's, this is awesome, man. It's cool, because we inadvertently... <coughs> like I was saying in the intro there, we inadvertently got strains that matched, right? Because you got Jungle Mac, and I was going to get... <coughs> Another strain, um, another variety, because there's a couple around here that have Mac in the name that I could have chosen. Um, sure. And uh, it's one of those things that I was I was going to grab, like, you know, one of those and uh, perhaps, you know, have that on the episode or whatever and that kind of thing. And I just, I was like, you know what, there's one here called Mac One. I'm grabbing it. And I grabbed it, and it just so happens that Mac One is the Mac, you know? And it's like... Well, yeah, I mean, number one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like, uh, but yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is a lot of the time people add a number to it because it's like, not, you know, like, it's like, yeah, it's like some weird crossbreed of that strain or whatever, or like the club, but it's it's like legit, legit Mac one is the first Mac. It's, it's what it's the, you know, the miracle, uh, miracle alien cookies. And like, and then you're like, yeah, jungle Max miracle alien cookies and this. And I was like, fucking yeah. All right. Like, it's Um, awesome. Exactly. Now. I have, this is a good question for the buds at home, and this is uh, the question that we would like you to comment down below or let us know on Discord or whatever. Yeah. Let us know the answer to it. For this week, I want to know, what is your favorite family of cannabis as of right now? And by family, I mean, is it the cookies? Do you like the Kush? Do you like the OGs? Do you like... Are you a member of the Kush clan? Exactly. (laughs) Or the Cookie Brigade. Do you like the Max? Do you like the Runts? Gelato? Like, what's the general scheme that I'm on the dream you are team. most famous? I'm 
we know that you're on Dream Team. I'm on the Dream Team, yeah. Dream anything with dream like I love dream strains. Like anything with dream in the name, man. Mm. Well, that, I mean, I'm in the same. Boat yeah, it's with true. You, actually, actually, yeah, so you are. Yeah, we're both in the dream. Yeah, team. we're both on the dream team. Yeah, we are both on the dream team, which is really funny, because uh, both of our favorite dreams are indeed on the dream team, which is exactly. really funny. Not revealing them yet, but not gonna let you closer. If you um, buds really want to know, remember I've, to sh like you know like our shit so that we know that you want to know. Because <laughs> I've also noticed that even though a lot of growers obviously spread and stuff, a lot of them will tend to stick with a lot of similar families at first until they really start you know spreading out, blossoming. So popular, exactly. But I'm tisk. A very popular one that I've seen around that everyone starts with is usually Gorilla Glue. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can usually make, like, 24 different fucking variants and shit Oh, like Chemdog that. as well, man. Chemdog is one of those ones that people, oh, yeah. like, people have been taking Chemdog and, like, crossing that with everything lately. Oh, yeah. yeah I have crazy. seen a lot of that, too, where it's been a lot of uh, newer strains being crossed with, um, I guess you would say the OG strains for, like, you know, Hindu and Afghani and yeah. Uh, yeah. shit like that. Like, uh, like fucking, uh, the OG Kushes and shit like that. Yeah, the, the, mm -hmm. the strains, the strains from back in the day, like Bubba Kush and right. like all of those. So I love saying Bubba Kush, even though it's not one of my favorite strains. It is, I do enjoy it, but I just like saying Bubba Kush. It's like so fucking fun to say. Which Bubba Kush in and of itself, even though it's a member of the Kush family, has spawned its own family off of that. So now you have the Bubba yeah, family, yeah. which is yeah. a very small subfamily. But yeah, again, it's very interesting how this cannabis yeah. iceberg family tree type shit works it's true but you buds that's why i love let just us know, yeah like let us know down in the comments though uh, we really like we to, know. to know well you yeah, buds that's feel. why i love just going on uh leafly a bunch of the time and just like following family trees back and just like oh yeah huh, where does this one go where does this one go back to yeah you're like oh yeah. this strain is these two strains let's go to these two strains oh these two strains are from these two strains oh that's cool wait <gasps> these two strains are actually a different name for this one strain oh my god it went back what is this from al oh i'm not gonna finish yeah. that I don't want to be offensive to any of our listeners if they are from any specific areas that are known for regular incest. <laughs> Roll die! Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, no, it's um. Oh my god, but no, it's you know uh... what? Let, let, let's cut to commercial. Hey, everybody, here's uh, commercial break. Do you like fashionable and unique clothing? Do you like things that shine super bright when exposed to light? Do you like discounts? Do you like advertisements that ask, do you like, over and over, knowing there is no direct way for you to answer back? If you answered yes to all of these questions, or even just the first three, check out lumenspot.com for some lit clothing and accessories, and use the code GOODBUDSPODCAST at the checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Thank you Lumenspot for sponsoring us, and thank all of you for listening. Check it out today with the link below in the description. Thank you, Lumen Spot, for saving us from that PR disaster. We do not need to be on fucking Keemstar yet. Now, yeah. with all of this, at least being not for that. Like we do, we do way worse shit than that. <laughs> Keemstar's <laughs> got to get the good shit. Exactly. Yeah. We hopefully want to make you know good news if we're gonna make the news. But yeah, speaking of which, yeah, some other people have made the news. We need to let you in on that news. I've said mm -hmm. that word a lot, and it's time to get to weed news worldwide. So, for our first news story of today, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. What we're going to be talking about is Wii tests. Yay! I've Yay. passed every single one I've ever taken. Yep. 
Uh, P-tests. So essentially, there's a big issue going on right now in the United States. A lot of U.S. workers are getting positive marijuana tests or can um, cannabis tests. I apologize for the nomenclature. A misnomer. Uh, but uh, a lot of tests are being done, which makes sense. And a lot of them are coming back positive, which also makes sense. Uh, right. <laughs> so... Essentially, the coronavirus pandemic shook up the U.S. employment picture last year, made everything all kinds of fucking weird. But one trend that was on the rise kept being on the rise, and that's workers who test positive for cannabis use. Um, now, essentially, what ended up happening here is they did they did some diagnostics, they did some tests, like they keep track of this shit every year, right? So, essentially, now overall, the percentage of working Americans that tested positive for any drug was four point four percent, which is not bad. That's actually way better than I thought. I thought it'd be closer right. to fifty percent. <laughs> but well, the uh, other remember that's only jobs that actually drug test you th that's you are 100% not wrong at all um, that's it's so essentially because cannabis uses usage has become more legalized in more states and recreational use and medical use is getting more and more common and more and more popular um, employers in those areas that test for drugs uh, which basically most most often they're new hire candidates um, as part of, like, random testing programs or basically following some kind of accident. So, like, you know, when they hire you, they'll drug test you. When something happens, like someone gets ran over with a forklift, they'll drug test everybody involved just to make sure they weren't baked out of their mind. And blood alcohol, um, and, obviously. And sure blood alcohol, right. obviously, because that's highly more likely. Getting getting injured from alcohol-related events is way more likely. So um, so they'll test all of that, and also if uh, they just do random testing programs. So I know that a business around here, at least one, I don't know if they still do it, but years ago, um, an unnamed business around here that's a larger business that manufactures things on a large scale used to do random drug testing, and what they would do is just get everybody to pee in a cup, and if, like, X amount of them came back as positive, they would pick out individual people to drug test. So if, like, they did the test and there were, like, say, 30 anonymous. employees. Yeah, it's anonymous. But right. if, like, say, like, 10% came back positive or something for drug, like, drug usage, then they would pick out those that random people to do drug tests on a more, on a more controlled group, like a smaller group, right. and then, you know, like, and that kind of thing. That way they weren't, essentially, they couldn't, an employee couldn't say they were being singled out because they suspected um, drug use, right? right? Which makes sense. So, it's a good way for the company to cover its ass, and it's a good way for employees to get enough time to buy some of those weed-be-gone kits and start draining that shit out of their system before they start doing the more pointed tests. <laughs> Another reason that this is pretty ridiculous is also the fact that, obviously, a lot of people are kind of at home right now because yeah. of COVID and oh, big time. Uh, pandemic and stuff. Yeah, a lot of shit's work from and, home now, yeah. And not to mention, there are a I lot am. of people who are just like, you know, hey, we're hiring, fucking nobody wants to work and stuff. I, I'm not going to get on spiel of this, that, yada, yada. Yeah. But the Pay point better, is, a lot of way, go ahead. <laughs> the point is, a lot of people have just been sitting at home smoking a whole bunch of pods shit like that. You really think they're going to come in and you're just like, hey, thanks for coming to work here. We're really desperate for workers. We're also going to drug test you. I know, right? If it comes back positive for weed, then, you know, we'll see what happens. See, now, I would understand if a but business are... wanted to drug test to weed out other drugs. Like, if exactly. they ignored was... cannabis, if cannabis came up positive and they literally ignored that because they're focusing on other more important things like opioids and shit, that would then, be okay. 
I, I was just about to say the same thing. That would be completely yeah. fine in my book. They're just like, all right, you smoke pot, cool. We'll keep it noted, but as long as you don't let that affect and you don't do other drugs, you're good right now. Yeah. As soon as cannabis affects the job, which it shouldn't, you should be responsible, obviously. Be a fucking adult. Absolutely. Yeah. And and they did say that, uh, they, the people did say that federal and state data indicates that drug overdoses and abuse have risen during the pandemic, obviously, because more people are at home. It's the same as lumber prices, people. It's not because the wood companies have some conspiracy. It's supply and demand. You all really want it because you're doing projects at home. They want to charge you as much as they can for it. Simple. But it's the same with this, right? They're, like, they're doing drug tests, and, like, overdoses have increased. Usage has increased during the pandemic. So when these people get jobs, when random people get jobs, there's going to be a higher percentage of those people that did recreational or medical drugs while they were on pogey or on leave or whatever. And, and we're so, gonna see, yeah, yeah we're gonna see gonna, this ripple effect see for yeah. a little bit. Absolutely, and and they also the quest the quest is the company that did the tests uh, that did the uh, the study on behalf of employees, right? And they said that uh, they did not take into account the rise that the federal government, like the state and federal government, put out. Um, they did not take that into account during their processing because data because many overdose victims likely weren't subject to workplace drug testing last year. So, like, a lot of the people who did overdose more than likely didn't have a drug test last year because not a whole lot was going on last year. Right. Either they didn't um, yeah. have a job at the time or some shit like that. There was no or reason COVID for them was, to... Yeah, or COVID was keeping them home or whatever, like, you know, that kind of thing. So so they said they were taking that into account, but they were taking more statistics into account. And uh, it's really interesting, man. Basically, it's 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 one of those things where, like, like the, the number of overdoses for, like, other drugs has gotten way higher and, you know, like, if, hey, if you're on any of those drugs out there listening to our podcast right now, we love you. You can get help. Send us a message. We'll give you some, like, helplines or whatever that you can contact or some shit and have a conversation with you. But, uh, but, uh, but, yeah. And this like, is cool. Other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. Don't do it. Just don't. And, uh, and yeah, so ba because of that, uh, a lot of people have been getting, uh, you know, not good shit in their systems. Right. Um, where's this story coming from, Shank? This story comes from the growth op actually dot com. Oh no, sorry. This one actually no, hold on. This story came from WSJ.com, which is the Wall Street Journal. Now there is a soft paywall. They'll ask you to either subscribe or to sign in if you want to read the whole article. Um, yeah. but it you don't need to. The gist of it is there. We literally broke down the most important parts of it that, you know, people are doing more drug tests, so more drug tests are there's, coming back positive. You know, when you like, get into the website, there's just going to be a little thing. Yeah. Just click the X in the corner. Yeah, just click the X that in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And then read the story. Yeah. Um, so exactly. links for that will be downstairs below. Links will be downstairs for you to read that. Um, it is pretty interesting information. And if, if you want more information on it as well, you can also just, I'm sure if you Googled it, you would find some really cool stuff that uh, gives you some more detailed numbers. Now, on top of other numbers and other uh, statistics, we have a study here on my next news story that I'm going to go over. Oh, yeah. This story comes to us from uh, painnewsnetwork.org mm -hmm. which kind of sounds painful and BDSM but it's actually oh. for good causes. So yeah. the story that I have today is that cannabis poisoning calls have, rot or have risen particularly for children in the United States. Yeah. Now this story is interesting and as we were just saying before obviously people are staying at home people are trying cannabis that they haven't for the first time people mm -hmm. are leaving stuff around 
lazily a little bit. Humans, so... humans are generally irresponsible creatures. Exactly. It yeah, we're faults. We're <laughs> faulty. So, but a new analysis uh, of calls to the U.S. Poison Control Center suggests that more regulation is needed of cannabis products to protect consumers, children in particular, which are always for the advocation of, you know, Educate the, the parents so they know to hide the weed up high. <laughs> hide the weed as high as they are. Exactly right. Yeah, if you want to so, get high, hide your weed up high. That's a fucking slogan. Boom, you can steal that government. Use that shit. It's all yours, free of charge. Now, this Links is interesting because researchers yeah. researchers found that a significant increase in cannabis-related calls to poison uh, centers from 2017 to 2019. So this was even before the pandemic. Even. Yeah, yeah. And about health, half of them were from healthcare facilities themselves. Most of the 28,630 calls involved or involved somebody who was ingesting cannabis flower or buds, and a growing number were from manufactured cannabis products such as edibles, vapes, and concentrates. Oh my god, Obviously, my, kid, my kid ate a whole bunch of edibles, what do I do? Get him a juice box and a bunch of cookies, he'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> Sit him in a dark room with a box of cookies and a juice box. Now, the calls were actually varied in their range of age some were elderly couples who you know tried to partake in a candy or something like that uh some adults who maybe thought they had too much and maybe had a little bit of cabin fever and just really oh. needed to talk to somebody insert um i'm not gonna actually insert it for brevity but that fucking phone call from that cop who had eaten those edibles that one time and he ended up calling 911 and he's like me and my, my wife God. are dying we ate these edibles and we're dying <laughs> like, me and my wife are dying I need yeah help. and they were like they were like what happened and he's like we ate some pot cookies and i okay. think we're dying <laughs> but, but anyway these cannabis related calls uh basically started racking up including yeah exposures like we said, liquids, concentrates, and it's just interesting. You said just, you said just straight still... up flour too. Like people just straight right. up grabbed a nug and chewed on it. That's I'm not exactly sure on the wording of this website whether they mean it was consumed by like smoking or if it was consumed like somebody literally just ate the pot. Yeah, because I'm not. Yeah, they yeah they might have smoked it. Who knows? Regardless, it's still interesting, and even more interesting than that is another news story I found in connection with this. Oh. This one, it comes to us from cbc.ca. News yeah. link for that is also down below. Hey. Not only are humans at fault for consuming cannabis, we also have to think of the doggos. <gasps> Not the doggos! Because more dogs accidentally consuming cannabis, as a U of G study shows. Comment down below if that dog commercial made you cry harder than the Starving Kids commercial. <laughs> essentially obviously cannabis and stuff like that will have harmful side effects on dogs you know vomiting yeah no, irregular heart rates no, yeah. fucking hypothermia vocalization yeah. seizures it's it's just not good so you bad know, shit like we dog. said lock away your fucking dope put your weed up high or i'll kick you in the eye motherfucker <laughs> all right sorry my songs Trademark. are gonna get more and more angry as it goes along every time i have to remind you to put your weed out of how many times do i have to remind every time you i have to sing a catchy tune about you hiding your weed high up in anywhere it's gonna get angrier and angrier being stupid is gonna start getting painful i <laughs> know yeah, right? it's gonna start getting my hands are going to hurt and my voice can only get so loud without my microphone clipping so 
Uh, researchers <laughs> essentially were examining, you know, essentially dogs who were taking these. Yeah. There was multiple other calls for veterinarians yeah, and stuff like that. Because dogs like to chew through packaging and shit and everything. They like to chew of stuff. Course. They like to chew everything. Ew. So, and obviously more natural looking things than gummy bears and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, well, their it, hands are It's the all mouth. just so... Yeah, they're it's it all just... It's all just, you know, flavored, what they want to see. Flavored, so, colorful things. <laughs> so, with all that, it's all the stories are down in the description below. You can check that out for yourself for full numbers, stuff like that, for the statistics. That yeah. is about it. This like, story. But honestly, like, that's crazy, man. Like they, like I said, just hydrate up your dogs. or you're, Like, protect your dogs. If you're not going to do it for your kids, do it for your dogs. It's like that ad that was like... If you're worried about forgetting your kid in the back seat, just put something important back there, like your purse. As if your child is not also important and in the back seat for you to remember. I don't want to give my kid my fucking purse. <laughs> I'm gonna steal my goddamn shit. <laughs> Take my goddamn shit. Kids are little thieves. But not to mention they have their own iPhone. Do you know how much they're gonna spend on like fucking Fortnite V Bucks or whatever? You know, probably They'll figure it out. Like a lot, an awful lot, like a sh a metric so shit ton. Okay, Actually, you know what? A metric shit ton. Speaking of a metric shit ton, you know what? There's a metric shit ton of. What's that? The thing in my next news story. Um, and this article is from uh, the Growth Up, one of our favorite news sources out there on the internet, now uh, covering cannabis news. Um, and you can up. check the link down below. But there is a Canadian cannabis company. I love saying that. It's just like babidi babidi bop. That claims. Its plants can yield 980 grams of cannabis per plant. What? Yeah. So that basically, what was it? Uh, da, 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 doing some rough calculations. It's a shit ton of weed per plant, basically. Yeah. Um, so normally, uh, so basically, it's a Canadian company that's headquartered out of Kelowna, BC, which is on the uh, west coast of Canada. Um, they they claim that they recently harvested nine hundred and eighty grams of dried cannabis per plant which is about 35 ounces per plant. Damn. Thir 35 ounces per plant. per plant. That outweighs, like, several babies. They got several born children's worth of cannabis, several over-average born children's weight worth of cannabis off of each plant. That's fucking wild. So, basically, what they say is that under perfect outdoor growing conditions... They a yield closer to 500 grams is usually what they expect, but they recently doubled that um, in their grow. And so it's really cool because you know how recently in our last episode, actually, 38, we talked about the Cannabis Canadian-Columbia connection? Like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like the, yeah, and so this is actually... Actually, that was episode 37. Oh, yeah, that was in episode 37. And yes, and it was uh, the Canadian-Cannabis-Columbia connection or whatever. Um, but this yep, that is, was with uh, floor growth. Yep, floor growth. Yep, and uh, this one is uh, actually a company called Allied, and their growing operations are also based in Colombia. Ah, so and, they've uh, also gotten on the gravy yeah, train. Yeah, they've gotten on that. They've jumped on that gravy train, and it's actually really cool because uh, they say that uh, because it gets twelve hours of sunlight and twelve hours of like night, um, all year round, like three hundred and sixty-five days a year, it is an ideal place for growing cannabis strains under controlled conditions outdoors. Um, and they get like, you know, they have a really suitable environment, uh, for, you know, mm. to grow cannabis at a large scale. Right. Um, and so in addition to their yield though, the cool thing is, is Allied also says that it's steadily increasing the cannabinoid percentages in its plants. 
Um, so the uh, the THC, they're getting up to like over 29% THC per plant. And uh, CBD, they have their strains um, clocked in around 25% T, uh, T, CBD. Damn. So like, so these are some absurdly potent strains. Like these strains are wild. And these yeah, they're growing. fucking monsters. And not only are they wildly potent, but they're 980 grams. And do you know what this means, Curtis? What's that? It means my wish has finally been fulfilled because I always say I am a strict proponent and strict agreer of genetic modification of plants because it's just basically cultivation. We're cultivating the plant to do what we want. It's and they literally human-created like, Darwinism. Yeah, genetic modification. Genetic mod- GMO is a scary word to give it. That's a really scary term to give something that humans have been doing for a long ass time, which is changing plants to do what we want. The mustard plant is kale and fucking broccoli and a bunch of other things. It like, all know, comes from wild cabbage. Yeah, exactly. So, like, but the Corn, cool thing is, is if that if we hadn't fucked with it to the point where it is right now with kernels yeah, and stuff like that, no popcorn, no anything, yeah. it would literally just be like six fucking rocks on a stalk. Yeah. And it would not be great. It would be terrible. And so humans did what we do, and we genetically modified those plants through cultivation and made them what we wanted them to be. And that's what people are finally doing with cannabis to the degree that I knew that we can. Because before, they would always mix and match. It was like a Frankenstein bullshit before, but like, which is okay. I enjoyed it. And you don't have to do it with... The other thing is, you don't have to do it with bullshit chemicals and stuff like that. No, 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 no. To make what they use to make cigarettes taste good and shit like that. Yeah. you just have to add basic strains. fertilizers and make sure the main three things are normal, which is nitrogen, phosphorus, and fucking carbon. Yep. If those and three are set in a good strain and in a good way, you're exactly, gonna grow. Exactly. Exactly. And and what I found and what I found is that when illegal cannabis was prevalent, what ended up happening is that like you would get what you got. Like it's like the dealers would mix and match. They'd make new strains. They would grow new stuff. The suppliers would grow, like, but it was always like a mashup. They were just taking two strains and being like, We wanna try these two together and then they breed them and they sell that you know and like but now that scientists are getting their asses behind it and it's not just some dude hanging out which i like now don't get me wrong i know some growers that have grown their like whole adult lives and they are phenomenal growers but like the scientists are hands down better at that kind of shit if you get a botanist in a laboratory dealing with cannabis and making it better they're always going to do it better than cletus with his Garage They're gonna do it. it better than ten Cletuses with his fucking massive yeah. farm. Doesn't matter and how good now Cletus s- is gonna grow some good now, weed. Don't get me wrong, not knocking Cletus. You grow some good ass weed, Cletus. But now speaking of growing a lot on a farm, yeah. that leads us into our last news story of the day, and this one is a little quick one for you, buds. But uh, the story comes to us from krcrtv.com. Links are down below in the description as well as all the other ones. And this story hashtag comes notice to our us. varied links this week. What's that? I said hashtag notice our varied links this week. Very varied, various. Like normally, yeah, it's like growth up, growth up, growth up, growth <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> so this story comes to us from Eureka, California, and mm-hmm. this is twenty-one thousand cannabis plants were destroyed during a warrant search in southern Humboldt County. No. I agree. It's a sad day because of the cannabis plants. As for the people growing it, I'll leave that up to you in a second. So, okay, just tell me the facts and I'll judge them. Humboldt County Sheriff's Officer or Office of Marijuana Enforcement Team eradicated Mm -hmm. 
about 21,028 growing cannabis plants, as well as about 40 pounds of cannabis bud that was already grown, packaged, ready, and dried, and all that. And they destroyed it. On top of all this, a firearm was also located and seized on one location. Now, the reason I say one location, working with other agencies, uh, this enforcement team, as well as other departments, served five search warrants for illegal cannabis cultivation and during that time, they found five parcels that were all, I guess, connected or interconnected, what not. No. So in total, 21,028 uh, uh, cannabis plants, 40 pounds of pure, clean, regular cannabis, ready and go, uh, and a firearm on one of the properties. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. What are you doing, people? Exactly. It sucks that, and especially in California, you know, why would this be an issue? Well, here's where the issue lies. Uh... On top of the fact that none of these areas had the required county permits or state licensings to be cultivating commercially used cannabis. Which, which is definitely something you should have. Exactly. You kind of want one of those. Especially if you're in a legal state. It's stupid. Like, go to an illegal state if you want to do a down-low grow. Like, don't go to a legal state and do it where you can just go file for the paperwork. Like, that's fucking if, stupid. If you're gonna I bet California's got nice it. weather, but come on. Just... Just fucking go get the paperwork. It's not that hard. Shout out to the Just do it! If it is that hard, <laughs> suck it. Sorry. Yeah, deal but, with it. That's how business works. Now, he, business isn't easy. <laughs> now, here's the other issue. We've mentioned before, you know, clean, fresh water and fucking solar power and 100%. how green the cannabis energy or industry really can be, especially yes. in California. Hell yeah. Now, they found six water diversion violations, which oh. had $8,000 fine per violation per day. No. And on top of that, 16 depositing <coughs> trash in or near a waterway violations were also found. Oh, come so on. So dumping near a river and stuff like that, leading to $20,000 per fine per violation, or $20,000 fine per violation per day. Oh my god. So all that racked up, it was fucking a lot. No arrests were actually made for the warrants, but like I said, all the cannabis was seized. They have a huge amount of yeah. fucking fines, and they have a lot of shit that they need to clean up. But this is yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, what is this company is supposed to be green, forward-thinking, and all progressive in that uh, sense of how it does it. Like I always say every single time, don't like do things. more than one illegal thing at a time. Like, straight up, buds. Come on. Like, if, if they had, like... You know, had no, like, if they didn't divert the water, like, this is the thing, they might have been able to get away with the growing and everything like that, because they've been doing that in California for, like, decades, decades and decades. If they were completely clean with no other violation or anything diverting like that, water, they could probably, get, yeah, diverting yeah, they water, could probably clean have just been like, you know, hey, you know, we'll file for the paperwork in a little bit, slap us a little yeah. slap on the wrist right now, we'll pay you 200 bucks as a fine right now, and then 100%. we'll go get the shit. 100%, but diverting water... Like, in California, this is, that's the thing they really fucked up on. Because the other things, they probably could have flown below the radar. Like, if they just dumped a little trash here and there, and the, everything else was above board. I mean, other businesses literally do that all the time, and I don't morally agree with it. It's fucking wrong to do. But they probably could have gotten away with it, because that's how getting away with things works. It's still a fucking bad thing, they just didn't get caught. But, when they started diverting water in California, which is having, like, really bad droughts and shit right now, and, like, having forest fires, like, mad... And, and is like, one of the most or ecologically and yeah, yeah environmentally friendly states. Friendly, yeah, they're like one of the most environmentally conscious states in all of the USA. And like, like to not 
properly go through the right channels, like no pun intended, water channels or like whatever. But uh, like to to not go through the proper channels to get your paperwork to like have proper water supplies and have proper like you know like applications for permits. Stoopy. It's like it's like I I would get it if like you know they were doing like one illegal thing and kind of keeping <laughs> it down low, but they were doing several illegal things. Exactly. At once. So... Any news on any lawn tractors? Were there any lawn tractors listed as seized? No, no lawn tractors listed, <gasps> seized, or anything like that. If anyone Don't has information about this case related to criminal activity, it is encouraged to call blah 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 or the sheriff's office at blah blah blah. That's and uh, if, you if can anybody, check the links down below. Yeah, if, anybody no has hate, any no infor- if anybody has any information about where Homie Lawn Tractor may be or who is holding him, please contact us below in the comments and give us your tips. We'll we'll pursue Dude, them to the you best know, of our ability. You know that Florida man is writing him out of prison right now, so they're That's on the true. lamp somewhere in Louisiana, probably. Yeah, we'll they're find probably heading down to Louisiana. Yeah, we'll we'll find we'll find Florida man and 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 Homie Lawn Tractor. But, but now I think I, uh, Curtis, since uh, that's you know pretty good news story, obviously, like you said, they can check out the links below in the description. Um, and I think it's a good time to roll into another ad spot, my friend. Hey, buds, you really want to show off your love of marijuana, or just really shine at your next smoke session? You really want to go to myhighshop.com for some of the coolest cannabis clothing and accessories. They have shirts, sweats, jewelry, grinders, and even pipes made out of amethyst crystals. You can check them out using the link below and let them know I sent you by using code GoodBudsCurtis at checkout. You can save 35% off your entire order and free shipping. Again, that's code GoodBudsCurtis at checkout. Thank you to MyHighShop.com, and let's get back to the show. My High Shop is so fucking cool. Every time I look at their site, man, they got, like, interesting, really fucking, like, cool new shit. Love them. Exactly. Thank you I always go back there because I love to return on back. Return. Return Whatever. The Shank, how are you feeling? Oh man, Curtis, I feel absolutely fantastic, man. Um, this strain is great. They definitely were not lying about it being high energy. They weren't lying about it being a good uplifting strain. I feel fantastic. Um, baked out of my gourd. Um, it's really, really good. Uh, really good strain. Very powerful. That crystal taste is still in my fucking mouth, and I couldn't. Couldn't agree more with this, uh, with the strain reviews online of this that say that they're, it's a good strain. Damn good strain. Uh, uh. Um, but I'm going to take another bong hoot, Curtis, while you tell me how you're feeling, man. Oh, I'm getting up there in the high category. My brain is being all euphoric and whatnot. My flavor profile, taste buds, receptors are still wonky and <laughs> kadoodle. Um... <laughs> In all seriousness, it's still a fucking fantastic strain. Like, yeah. Jungle Mac, it's just a combination of weird-ass flavors. It's cooling. It's chill as fuck. And yeah. if I didn't have to sit here and talk, which I'm happy to do. Don't get me wrong, I'm uplifted and happy to do it. But if I didn't have to, I would literally probably just be sitting back like... <gasps> uh... Yeah, just put on some put on some European dance music and just lay back in your chair. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to drop the beat. Anyway, while we keep on dancing, while we keep on rolling on into it, let us also roll on into a fantastic interview segment. Yeah, interview. Hey, buds, here we are again in the interview section of the podcast, and we're going to be speaking with future Paralympian and a good bud of ours, Ben Brown. How are you doing today, bud? Good. How about you, Shane? Man, fantastic. Happy to have you on the show. 
Very nice, very nice. Shanks told me a lot about you, and uh, we're very happy to have you on. Thank you. Uh, so, one of the first questions that we always ask here on the Good Buds podcast is, of course, do you partake in Good Buds? Uh, do you smoke cannabis? Uh, no, I don't, but I have no problem with people who do it, because it's, in my opinion, much safer than uh, Coke, crack, and pills. <laughs> all, the other could... shit, all the other shit they could be doing. 100% agree to that. And as we always say, you don't have to smoke weed to be a good bud. And right. obviously you got a lot of other stuff going for you. So makes sense as to why you don't uh, partake right now. But with that being the case, me and Shank still do. So we're going to take a nice little bong hit right now. I got my bong packed. I got my bong packed. And hopefully all the buds at home do as well. Let us blaze it. Tok tok shkabok. Tok shkabok. After all, some of the best movies ever are stoner movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> you are you are not wrong, Ben. You are not not wrong right, at all. Right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> best thing about teeny, best thing about high school girls is I keep getting older and they just stay the same age. Fucking <laughs> creepy. Anyone who's anyone who has watched the podcast before, you probably know that I recite that line a lot. I don't know why I do it; it just happens. <laughs> it's true. No, we all say. I think. I think between like between like all of us buds, we've said all right, all right, all right, like. I don't even Millions. know how many times. Millions of but, times. Hey, dude. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, Ben, thank you for joining us today, man. We're so happy that you can take some time out of your busy isolation <laughs> to uh, to come on here and uh, have a conversation with us about some of the awesome stuff that you've been up to lately. Yeah, man. No problem. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I'm on night number two of uh, provincial isolation, but... I've been in isolation since uh, Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon when I left from uh, uh, Switzerland and Montreal. But the fun in our province, because it even though I've already done my mandate of 14 days, I have to do uh, a total of 16 when you combine it. Because again, I only <laughs> stay in Montreal for two days in a nice uh, yeah. Marriott hotel. Didn't have to pay for it, thankfully, because if I did, it was going to be Woo. $1,600. Damn. <sighs> Yeah, they're trying. I mean, I. Hey, man, at least they put you up in a nice hotel. I mean, the thing is, and it was at the airport. The good thing is, I didn't have to take a cab or anything like that. The only thing I had, and the only, I, I think personally, even though it was the idea of Trudeau's way of like trying to curb people from traveling, uh, it was never, if you think about it, it was never brought up until uh, politicians got caught uh, going out on Christmas holidays to Barbados and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Fuck home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, and that's and that's what actually that's the fact that you said stay the fuck home. I love it because McNeil, the old the old premier of Nova Scotia, that that went out recently. His thing was stay the blazes home, and that like caught on. Like it kind of caught on as like a thing that Nova Scotians like kind of stand behind when it comes to COVID isolation. They're like stay the blazes home and everything, right? Because it's just nice enough to be Nova Scotian, but it's oh, I it's love stern, blazes, but it's stern. I know, right? He's blazing right now, but uh, but I love here. I love. Love him. I don't even know anything about the dude, and the fact that he went on like a broadcast and started it off with "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, yes, yes. I'm like, uh, dude. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought it was hilarious. But so, like, digressing yeah. to another topic. You just got back from Switzerland. What the heck were you doing out there? I had tell our butts at home. Normal. Uh, well, it's normal for me. This would be year seven of doing it because we didn't have it last year because of the pandemic is we have the Swiss wheelchair racing series. So the top uh, wheelchair racing athletes in track all get together 
in uh, Notwell and sometimes Arbonne, depending what the Swiss series offers, because uh, it's the best tracks in um, for wheelchair racing. Because with wheelchair racing, unlike running, uh, the harder the surface, the faster we go, and it's very critical. And so is weather. The unfortunate part was this was the worst weather ever in Switzerland. We had, you know, oh. nice sleeveless weather to uh, eight degrees and pouring rain, which if you find some pictures online, even though you can see it, even though I had a shitty grin when I was done some of those races, I was just living in the moment, enjoying it, and finally figured out my rain setup. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, didn't hit the times I need to get to Tokyo, but I got a couple more opportunities at, in July when I drive to Quebec. Yeah, I saw you posted that you had a few slips on a couple of your races there yeah. when you were uh, on your starts because it was so wet. Yeah, and it is what it is, um, but I wasn't the only one that you know, struggled with performance. I mean, realistically, the majority of us, like we haven't had elite competition since 2019, right? In my case, it was yeah. August 2019. I had a few road races and track meet in bc here and there but realistically when it's a whole different ball game and also like i we are all shaking a lot of us are shaking competition rust off fortunately i started to find my groove and my confidence by the time switzerland was almost over with and i'm feeling really good going into quebec city i'm thankful i can do my uh some training outdoors on my tread or my version of a treadmill which we call the roller um, <coughs> Yep. You know, I think isn't that just like, like basically a? It, it's like a dynamo. Yeah. It's like yeah, a dynamo or dynamo or dynamometer <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Thing. I think I saw uh, pictures on same uh, thing that uh, high end cyclists use, isn't it? Uh, like the high end cyclists use that uh, kind of stuff too, like the like top tier Tour de France style people. They, yeah, like, that, they use bikes. something very similar. They use something very similar. The difference is like. The, if you stop pedaling on a uh, bicycle roller, you'll tip over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they don't have you propped up. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that that's great. Not be good very well. Well, there you go. Benefits of the yeah. benefits of the wheelchair racing. You don't fall over if you stop pedaling. <laughs> exactly. If you stop. Now, mind you, uh, crashes do happen. I've crashed a few times here and there. Um, and we are nicknamed the human NASCAR for that reason. So, uh mm -hmm. I've seen some hairy crashes. Well, th that's the thing is you going at a medium pace. I've seen you just kind of like doing some like kind of like warm up kind of pushes and shit like that. And you at a medium pace are going faster than I can comfortably run. Like, you know, easily, yep. <laughs> easily. Like, and I'm just like, and I'm just like, man, if they hit something. What would you say your usual speed would be roughly going? Okay. So that's, that's a very good question. It depends on the, uh, what we're doing so on the roller i don't have a i had to get a new speedometer my buddy picked it up yesterday so he's bringing it tomorrow and i'll program it but i'm guessing on the roller i'll hit i'll pace between 28 and 32k at least um and, and again depends on the surface like most tracks in nova scotia my average pace when i'm just warming up for example will be between 20 and 24 just because again it's like really soft um when i decide to go hard my average pace will pick up to uh 20 i'd say 24 to 27 k and then i can max out at like 30 31 sometimes depending on the wind come on working street here then again depending on how flat it is there's some stretches where i can hold well and i've done workouts where one time last november and it wasn't even a crazy win it just everything flowed i uh held a average of 30 kilometers an hour for over five almost six kilometers but mind you it wasn't flat it 
wasn't truly flat by any means of the stretch. We had two, yeah. like, two wicked downhills, but on the mainly flat, like fairly flat stretches, I was still between 30 and 32 K. And when I was done that workout, cause I just hammered it out. I had to pull over and I was like hawking the lactic out and everything. And someone was like, are you okay? I'm like, oh yeah, I just banged out almost 6k in 11 and a half minutes. And they're like, oh, I feel they're great. <laughs> and they're this like, is the best oh, feeling so- ever. <laughs> but realistically in wheelchair racing, what I just did, it would be awesome for women. Not so much for the men because like the top men go under 10 minutes in a 5k. Yeah. Damn. So that's and it's that's, that's wild. That's yeah. wild. And I've watched it, and it's it is impressive. And you're just like, holy shit! And like, uh, I mean, some good, really good performances. One of my buddies, he uh, he broke his world record in the classification above mine in the 800. So I'm in a classification where when I race the 100 to the 800, we all have no ab function. Once I race five yeah. 1500 meters and up, then I'm racing with the guys with abs. Well, this my buddy has ab function. He did half 800 meters, or for you people that don't understand how far 800 meters is it's half a mile he did it yeah. under 97 two laps around a track yeah he did that usually he did it in a minute 29.5 something seconds and when i watched him go i was just like holy crap I was, yep he's That's abs- how does he corner how does he corner that fast without flying out uh one like that's uh, insane we man. have that steer- we have that steering mechanism and again he has um well and you got the dampener too right yeah got the dampener but he's got that, again, something I don't have. That st- he has that core stability. Now, mind you, his top end, and I learned that I was contemplating for plan B for the next race chair to get a top end carbon. But I've ta- almost everyone I've talked to with that's tried a car- top end carbon or has one is out of modifier or go back to their previous chair if it's in good shape. Because uh, when you enter the turns at like 30 plus kilometers an hour, the front end twitches. Now, if you have ab function, great. You can, you know, you can kind of force it down it. you can work with it but as for me when i str- i just put on the oem dampener i got from my buddy june because getting parts from my ox out of japan right now is not happening because they can't and ship that stuff works like that that for the buds at home just uh for so that it, like because they might not know the dampener works kind of like a shock underneath your uh your your racing chair that yep. stops it from the front end from going crazy right exactly and mind you 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 buds at home should really google one of these machines they're oh, more like uh, fancy bicycle type things that hold you intact as opposed to a wheelchair that like you would a, normally think of like they're an, pretty uh, interesting yeah like an insane as a bike awesome guy i was a pretty bicycle, interested yeah. in them yeah. like and mind you what happened i i think on the last day of switzerland i could have definitely hit some personal best times if it wasn't for that i thought i thought my steering issue i've had since the fall i had to get a different dampener from the uk because my original one was worn out after almost three years of use and i mean you know wear and tear right and um it either pushed way outside or cut it just and then i finally got it working and then i while i was in bc training i figured out how to set up that dampener so it was so stiff so i could actually screw on the road it threw off my track quite a bit and then when i put it back to be stiff on the track or perfect for the track mind you it was windy in alabama but i was still getting pushed outside right so then but yeah. i find for the most part not wheel and then it was doing the same thing in arbon and i just set and i realized after the 400 meter on monday I was like, yep, I am. This is too stiff. And then because my buddy <coughs> who design, who works with uh, the owner of Dynalite, he basically design, helps him design and test all the parts. Richard will admit, yeah. like, when he's building, like, helping set up all these parts for the market, he tends to forget that he has a ton of function. And athletes like myself may not have that function. So the problem yeah. when you have that less function, if 
you have a ton of function. You can make things, you need more stiffness. You need this and this and this. And I yeah. do need some stiffness in my steering. Don't get me wrong, but I don't need it to the point where um, I need it. So it just ro rolls the turnout because I never had that problem prior to switching things out, but it is what it is. Um, I switched my range setup too. It was a huge learning experience and great. I was just thankful to be with my friends for the first time I haven't seen since 2019. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's like, And it pushed me to the limits and now I'm ready, getting ready for Quebec city where I have four more opportunities to try to get to Tokyo, but I'm going to be honest, like making Tokyo is not just tough, but it's insanely tough because the quota system and how Canada is on a rebuild right now with para-athletics is just being very, very difficult. Um, yeah, and there's a lot, a lot of really talented para-athletes out there right now, like, that are fucking, like, and they, they even in isolation, they've managed to get their train, like, because I know a lot of other athletes and other, like, just, like, regular fields have been having issues with, like, keeping their training up because they can't go, like, you know, but, you, like, you can set your roller up and you can push hard in your house. Exactly. Like, you can train, like, anywhere you want, really, as long as you got your roller there. Well, it was a little bit different for me because my roller sitting outside because with the hard gloves and, I, and the apartment I live in, I'd frustrate the neighbors to put it nicely and I could lose my, you know, be evicted. So I got from yeah. to put it out on the lawn. What I had to do was first, I lived on my ex-girlfriend's right after my previous isolation when I got home, when this all started mm -hmm. for two and a half weeks, but her place wasn't accessible and she tweaked her back. So we had to uh, move. When I came back home, we had to move my roller to a friend's shed. But that friend's shed was not I insulated, right? So there was some cold ass workouts, and, oh. I said, and my coach and I agreed because he had a heated garage. He had he had a heated garage. We'd move that roller to his place for this winter while we're still waiting for gym access. And then I had mine at the, another one at the Greenwood base, which I could access when I could. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Like I was very fortunate, like you said, to be able to train right through this with no breaks. Um, and once I could train outdoors on the road, then I did. And once we had track access, then I had to Except there are, there are brakes on your bike though, right? There are brakes on your the wheel. Front, there's a brake on the front wheel. But you, <laughs> so those uh, are the only brakes though. It's the only brake. <laughs> but what you do is you tap, you feather the brake like you would feather a clutch in a car. Because if you slam yeah. it because of how thin that front tire is, kaboom goes your tire. Yeah. Well, it's almost like, yeah, again, hard you do go back to the... Like Tour oh, yeah. de France, the Tour de France bicy cyclists, like I've seen that kind of thing happen with their bikes too. That, that's how they're designed is like, you can't just stop. You need to like slow down, right? Like, because if I've seen them hit their brakes and their front wheel just goes and like turns into a pizza, like a folded in half pizza and they're all over the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> like... The other thing is too, what's been hindering, and it's been an issue of mine since I really started focusing on the 800 is being the really the only wheelchair racer that trains full-time in Nova Scotia. Um, I don't get a lot of draft practice unless I go to unless I have the opportunity for training camps and these competitions. So I eventually, I, I was working on drafting here and there, like going into Switzerland, like, or going into the meets while it's in Switzerland. Like I got an opportunity to train with some of the top, top guys. And I hung with them. And I'll mind you, when I was done that workout, I was pretty, uh, pretty bagged but uh i can say like the last like the last few races in arbonne when i was in the draft i um was i like to bump and grind i like to let you know that if i think you need to go a little bit faster <laughs> you're gonna get a little tap in the ass um, well that's probably from back in your atv racing days though eh? you get that robin's, from robin's racing man <laughs> yeah, um, you get that. and i i pissed off some runner or racers 
And some guys have, gr- you know, grunted into my wheel and they're like, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, I raced ATVs. Like, what you did is you're like, I might, f- I might be from Nova Scotia, but go fuck yourself. Get out of here. <laughs> Just keep racing. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, not quite like that. I mean, but people, yeah. I, people think I'm a little nuts to begin with. And I'm like, yeah, well, we're all a little nuts in the East Coast anyway. So I said, <laughs> it's true. But I, I mean, I got it's some true. buddies that want to come when this pandemic's done. They want to go race that track in Quebec City, but they, they're willing to come train with me, and then we just drive up. And I said, by the way, when oh. we're done this competition, or if we can pull off a cheat meal, I'm introducing you to a Donair or the Scott Skins. Nice there. Yeah, good garlic call, fingers. man. Good call. Yeah, the garlic fingers, man. Now, now, uh, now, speaking of driving up, like, and we've mentioned it in passing there before, I want you to, to describe the buds to the buds at home, the Get At It Mobile. Oh, the get after mobile. So okay. Yeah, so, get after it mobile. Yeah. Describe so, this to the buds at home. So I have a minivan. This is actually get after it mobile 2.0 because prior I had a Ford Focus, and on the side is a picture of me training with all the sponsors and all that stuff, right? So like I said, right. it stands out like a sore thumb. Very recognizable. And then I just drive with my hands and away I go. And while I was in BC, I bought a pair of uh, clip-on hand controls for a rental car through Amazon. I try to stay away from Amazon as much as I can, with the exception of Prime. Yeah, if I can't, get it, Bezos. If I can't get it around <laughs> here, then I have to go through Amazon. It's just fact, right? And I say the yeah. three best purchases I've ever made on Amazon was my massage gun, those rent, those hand controls, and the um, massage cuffs. One of those like <laughs> really fast piece <laughs> massage guns. Yes. I found, well, oh, I was going to say, now you said massage cuffs. Now I'm assuming this is a sexual thing, but please go on. No, it's not. It's uh, the. <laughs> I'm intrigued. So if you watched uh, the Rio Olympics uh, and saw Mike, yeah. Mike Phelps look like he got a bunch of hickeys and all these bruises. Oh, hell yeah. It's those. It's like, yeah. it, so what it does is. Oh, the cups the for the suction therapy. Yes. Yeah, it's nice. when the things suck on you to get you to feel better. Yep. So I did a uh, cupping this morning, actually. I've been there. I, I can only do my arms and my chest. That's kind of the kicker too. Is like I'm yeah. overdue for some treatment, and I got treatment lined up as soon as I get out of isolation. And, yeah. And I need a. And now that we can get haircuts, that's the next thing. So then I'm when the summer comes, I'm not dying in that hat. No comment. No <laughs> comment. I'm letting, I'm, letting hair, I'm letting my hair go, man. I'm my, I got like a scraggly beard going, and my hair is starting to get long. I got the COVID the COVID hair going on. No worries, man. I get, I always get the mini mullet going on. And as you remember, when I do the no shave November, no haircut, I swear I could either yeah. start in a, I could start in a Chevrolet commercial. All I need is the eye rock and I will wait and away I go. Oh dude, you got to talk to Chevy. We got to, we got to talk to Chevy and see if, if they make like an accessible like vehicle, like an accessible van or some shit like that, get you on as a spokesman to be like, now normally I wouldn't drive a Chevy. Because I can't without clip-on hand controls, but this new van is fully accessible. <laughs> like fucking, like you could, man, that'd be amazing. The branding oh, writes it writes itself. Oh yeah, but um, thirty-eight Hemi in the front and plenty of room in the back. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I mean, and, hey, yeah, the ladies love it for the after-session suction therapy. And hey, Shank, you know my metal or what my taste of music is, which is metal. And um, oh yeah. And the funny thing is, when I'm at concerts, right, I still, even though, you know, legalized in Canada, every time I smell yeah. it, I still move because I concerts typically are during track season. So I can't really, Yeah, you like, gotta be safe. Gotta be safe. And it's like, right. when I went, gotta be careful. And funny enough, when I went to Heavy Montreal, oh man, yeah. at one point I just said, screw it. If I 
I'm not going to fail likely. And I am not missing this mosh pit of anthrax or Slayer just because I can smell. And worst case, worst case, and worst case, Ontario, you could always tell them that you were at a metal show. You could be like, listen, like the levels of that test show so low, like they're so ridiculously low. The only way I could have gotten that is through secondhand contact. And I know exactly where it happened. Like, you know, like, but it's just, yeah. So here's the funny thing. Like, you know, in Canada, you're only allowed 600 nanograms in your system to drive. Yeah. As an athlete, we're only allowed 300 nanograms. Yeah. So, so you can't even be yeah. like next to me when I'm smoking a joint. You would be fucked exactly. right now. In this room, with how smoky it is, you'd be fucked. Exactly. <laughs> and that is exactly why we have an animated show because this is happening That's right, remotely. Buds. That's we should right, definitely buds. focus yeah. on that. And, uh, but yeah, it's... just saying, we're not actually sitting this close together. Like, you know, we're, we're COVID friendly podcast. Yeah. And the funny thing, and now speaking of that, <laughs> last heavy Montreal, if I, yeah. let's say if I was in that situation, I would have had proof I was at heavy Montreal. Because I, so one of the photographers for the Montreal Gazette took yeah. that famous photo of me chair surfing, daring, I am the law. Yes. Oh, yes. I remember that you've picture. Been, you've been chair surfing? Oh, oh man. I've seen um, a lot of people fucking doing that online and it's okay. always fucking nice to see. Is that picture on your Facebook? Is that picture on your Facebook, man? Yeah. So I've chaired. Do you mind, I will do find you mind, it and put yeah, it in the video. I was going to say, do we have permission to grab that and Go just pop it. it up in the video? All right. It's Go up right it. here, guys. So I so chair surfed uh, at during Creeping Death when Metallica was in Halifax in 2011, I yeah. chair-surfed okay, yeah. the Anthrax, I Am The Law. And we was re- yeah. so during those two chair-surfs, here's the cool thing. During Metallica, uh, Robert Trujillo or Trujillo, I don't know his the bass player for uh, Metallica, he stopped for a second and then gave me like the face of like, yeah, keep going, bud. And then, yeah, fuck um, yeah, dude. And then Joey Belladonna, the lead singer of Anthrax, um, he was like, I thought he was going to shit his pants, but he blessed me. And actually, his wife created a group email because I found through him the one of the photographers that took photos of us or photos of me. Yeah. So there's another chair surfing like from the background, like from the backside. He took a photo um, and someone took a video, too. So it's I got quite famous. I mean, I rocked out to uh electric worry by clutch and i got the set list so actually nice. Dude, my, that's one of my favorite bands man i would love to see clutch live it was awesome so like honestly when the pandemic did they over, hit the mob goes wild uh actually, that's my favorite song about at, that, man. actually yes so i'm looking at the set yeah. list right now so okay is space <laughs> is space grass on there uh no they weren't I, oh, no, no, the from no from I'm talking no from that, for that's a cl- the clutch song space grass. Yeah, I know, I know what song you're talking about. So good. So I'll give you the set list because I'm looking right at it oh, it's on yes. my wall. Hit me, hit me. Uh, goal, or nice. ghoul, I mean ghoul. Uh, yeah. Bob. Uh, nice. Shake hands. I or the drum. Charlie Benadonis drumsticks covering all the. Uh, so yeah. Earth Rocker. Yeah. HB is nice. Uh, control Barb something spirit. Again, these are also going to be in lingo. Um, yeah. Noble, The Face, Elect... Oh, Death in Texas. Quick de- Death in Texas. I know... Quick Death in Texas. Um, quick Death in Texas. Texas. And then they finish with X-Ray Vision. The only song I would oh, say yeah. was... Uh, um, uh, was it Dirt? Dirt? Because um, of my ATV racing days, it was in an ATV racing video, and I'm trying to think. Uh, it was in a... Either way... But I, it was awesome, and like I said, that, that. But I'd say when COVID's over and heavy Montreal is happening again, make the drive. You pay. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, if I could, man, if I can see Clutch Live, I will see them. So, I will see them in a heartbeat. Mind you, it's a hundred something dollars a day, but you get fifteen. Oh shit! <laughs> you get fifteen bands in per day. Now is a good time to tell the buds at home to subscribe to our Patreon with the link down below in the description if you want to fund us buds doing awesome stuff like that. Actually, it'd probably go to the podcast first, but. Fuck. Oh, that'd be awesome to go to, to that. that. I would love, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that sounds like my kind of festival. And, but. I mean, I was fortunate, too. It was the last time Slayer played before retirement in Quebec. The only thing that sucked nice. about Slayer, and this, and it's not against anything against Slayer, was two things. I'm mm-hmm. not realizing when you go to Slayer concerts, they don't take breaks between songs. They just roll right through. Oh, song to song, 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 song yeah. Song. And where I'm on the autism spectrum, it kind of threw my processing off because I was like, I'm getting into one song and I'm getting ready for the next song. I'm like, oh shit. And then I had to it's already the next song. Yeah. And then unfortunately I had to deal with a bunch of, I'm pretty sure. And I apologize in advance generation Z punk kids, because I had to fight my way through the mop to get to the front row of the mosh pit, which was fine. Yeah. And I was getting bumped into, but that's part of the wheelchair life. And these yeah. guys were like, excuse me, can we get you to move please? Cause we're bumping into your wheelchair and it hurts. But I was in too good of a mood to be like, uh, dude, let's trade situations. I walk, you wheel, and then we can talk. But I, <laughs> yeah, I ended up getting fr- what happened was they got the security to pick me up, and then I just went to the side so I could still see Slayer from an un- unobstructed view. It was still yeah. a good time, but it, it kind of like took away. You want to be in the pit? That don't yeah. get me wrong. I like wheelchair sections because it's unobstructed. But sometimes these wheelchair sections are like two to three hundred feet away from the actual band. So it's not quite it, like oh, I made sure I when Clutch was coming and when Anthrax, I was deep in there. And like I yeah. said, like, and the thing is, Metallica is my favorite band. I'm just going to be honest, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Pantera and Anthrax are tied for second and it's close, right? But going seeing Anthrax live was like, it put me, it just like skyrocketed my love for Anthrax. And then yeah. I, I say Slayer and Megadeth and, Motorhead and Ozzy. I was looking to do Ozzy before the pandemic because he was going to do a show in Maine. And I'm yeah. trying to convince a couple of buddies, like, let's say when I got back from Switzerland, all right, we're going to Maine. We're going to see Ozzy before he retires. But unfortunately, before COVID, he caught, or he's been, he's now living with Parkinson's and I yeah. don't think he can sing anymore. But it was just like, man, I wanted to see Ozzy bad. Yeah, no, but he's, yeah, he's not performing oh, yeah. anymore. He's, he's pretty much gone. He's pretty much like said he's done. Like, you know, like it, uh, he had to cancel a whole bunch of tour dates and everything else. And like, he was like saying that he's going to reschedule them, but then they basically changed the rescheduling to a refunding. So they're like, they're yeah. like, listen, we're not, we're, I mean, it's going to, if it is going to happen, it's not going to be anytime soon. Cause one, he's super fucking old, and he doesn't want to risk COVID. He's even said it on interviews. Right. He's like, he's old. He doesn't want to leave his house. He's like, fuck it. I don't want to go anywhere if I don't have to. And also, he's not doing well health-wise. Like you said, he's got Parkinson's, and that makes it really difficult to tour, even though cannabis has been noted to help with Parkinson's. Look up some really interesting articles about that if you want to at home. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, uh, but it's... Yeah, so it's it really sucks, too, because, like, I mean, I was happy. The one I was happy that I didn't miss was Rush. I went and I saw them on their last tour, and it was right before uh, Parrot, Neil Parrot was like, I can't drum anymore. It was basically because his wrist issues that he's got, like the hand issues that he's been dealing with for the last like 20 years. Yeah. Um, right. They caught they caught up with him and he said he doesn't, he's, he's retiring. He, yeah. So they're, they're not touring anymore. 
And so because they're and I saw them, man, right before they retired. And that is one band that I was like, so glad that I got to see them. I was like, oh, fuck, man. And, I feel uh, so bad if I didn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to see Def Leppard, ironically, two weeks prior to the Heavy Montreal Festival. And it was awesome in, in Halifax. And they said they want to come back. And it's like, OK, because I know Halifax, sometimes we have a hard time attracting those big shows. They stop. They stop at Toronto. Yeah. Or, well, I should say Montreal, Quebec City. Yeah, that's true. They, yeah, that's true. They do stop in Montreal. A lot of the bigger bands do. I mean, but like, you know, most of the time they they consider they consider Canada to be like Quebec to BC. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and forget the fucking Northern Territories. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand we're not as big cash cow for them. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, when they, but when they decide to come to like Moncton or Halifax or whatever, they realize even though they're losing a little bit more money than what they normally would in another part of Canada, we're actually more appreciative of the show because we're just thankful yeah. to have it. Um, hopefully, yeah. you know, when the pandemic's over, uh, hopefully we can get some kick-ass bands again, again. Like, I want to see Metallica again. I think people are going to be attracted to Nova Scotia because of the low numbers. Even if the pandemic kind of keeps going, and but they open the restrictions, uh, like they, they get rid of some of the restrictions and bands can start traveling. Like, I think they're still going to come to Nova Scotia because it, compared to the rest of Canada, our numbers are great. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, they've gone up and down a little tiny bit, but they're great, man. <laughs> like, yeah. but you gotta we're look, doing good. But you got to look at it this way. We're also like a lower population density. Like, Oh, that's so true. Because that's why, like, when people are like, ask me, like, oh, man, you're going to this place and this place. I'm like, yeah, but you got to look at, like, landmass and population density. Like, again, yeah. in Switzerland, smaller landmass than Nova Scotia, but way more people. And they were getting 1,000 yeah. to 1,600 cases a day, but it didn't, other than the fact I just wanted to compete, it didn't scare me again because of how many people yeah. live in the country. And you just got to put those things, like when, when this all started, you think about it, right? New York City was like having people die left, right, and center, not just cases. Yep. And I said, okay, for anyone that's never driven by New York City, which I have about four or five times at least, uh, New yeah. York City is like the size landmass wise of Halifax, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But Oh, like, yeah. But they have not big. 18 million people. That'd be like, yeah. like cramming three people in your room right now. For, you know, Sardine cans, man. Sardine. It's like sardines in a can. Like, you know, it's not healthy for anybody to live like that. You need to, you need to be able to at least spin around with your dick out and not hit anybody. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Right. Um, so Get, getting back to the wheelchair racing, though, like, I mean, I love music and everything else as much as anybody else. I do want to say, like, we were talking about your your machine, your rig, a little bit earlier. Yeah. Now, those can't, now, obviously, you got a few sponsors and stuff like that and everything else, and you work with some programs and stuff, but those things must be fucking expensive. Yeah, so uh, my chair, to put it in perspective, not include... Because Curtis is a bike rider. He know, I know he knows high-end, like, cycles more than I do, like, for mountain bikes and shit. So, to get more... <laughs> so my... Chair from OX is a carbon hybrid, so it's uh, the bucket, like what we call the bucket that I kneel in. That's aluminum. Yeah. Some of the steering parts are aluminum, but the rest is carbon. Uh, not including my back wheels, and not including the fit to the trip to Oita, Japan to get fitted, and then the trip a year later to go pick it up because I just didn't want to deal with customs and shipping and all that shit. Um, it was after the wiring fee. It was like less than two hundred dollars with wiring fee. It cost $8,100. If you throw Whoa. in the back wheel, I didn't need back wheels at the time because back wheels are universal. 
if you threw in the back wheels, it would have been at least another $2,500. Now, Honda makes a full carbon chair where they scan your body, do a drawing, the whole bit. If you throw in their, their high-end wheels, you're looking at about probably a $40,000 expense. Woo! Hey. Now that's probably like, yeah. that's, that's, that's like... Now, I was thinking it would be comparable to like the highest high tier mountain bikes, but that's like fucking like five times. That's the Tour like, de that's France insa- bike. That's insane. Yeah, that is the Tour de France bike, man. That is the custom made scanned down to your testicles, fucking, or if you're Lance Armstrong testicle, like scanned every bit of your body to make sure it's as aerodynamically designed as humanly possible. Yeah. And, that's uh, obscene. <laughs> that's a lot of money. And there's a few people that use it. And realistically, <laughs> you do make you can't. There's potential to make huge marginal gains, as my buddy Josh explained, because he's got the, the the first one, which was like twenty five grand. Um, but again, like the the thing about carbon fiber is there's no flexion in the frame, or less flex. And I can tell you, since I switched over, for the most part, I get out what I put in. Now, mind you, I'm due for a chair by next year or so. And the reason being is I've had this chair for almost four years. It's taken a lot of mileage and a lot of abuse. Um, the other part of it is it, what the thing about the Japanese guys, there's no room for error when they measure chairs. And we measured this one too tight. And I ended up getting like two ulcers that took me out. One took me out for eight weeks. And the next one took me out for three. Ironically, during the three-week one, I was in Florida. And I just had to drive uh, from Daytona right across the state of Florida to St. Petersburg for carbon bike brand to widen the bucket out by welding a button on it and the problem was the rest of the chair is carbon so we couldn't modify that so i'm always constantly screwing around the toe and toe out and the other part of it is uh we run a lot of us run 19 millimeter wide tires and prior to the pandemic because cyclists don't use 19 millimeter wide tires it's mainly wheelchair racers uh companies that make tires are getting less and less um willing to make 19 millimeter tires and i discovered that while i was needing some spare tires in switzerland so my next chair i had to get so i need a better chair like so the rear end is the same width as the uh, bucket but also um i need wider fenders so i can run 23 millimeter wide tires and potentially 25s that's uh and that's not probably not going to be cheap to do those Uh, probably are going to be a little well like i said it'll probably because i'm sticking with the same brand likely I'll probably get another front wheel just to have a fresh front wheel. Again, it'll probably be $8,100. It's not like, yeah. it might be a little bit more because of wider fender, but nothing really, they shouldn't, char- and the only other thing I'm going to get done is less of a rear fender just to shave some weight. Now, is that is that all out of pocket, or how much of that do your sponsors help you? Like, because uh, uh, like, I know our sponsors, like, you know, they help us on a kind of, like, you know, per sale kind of basis. Speaking of which, at Buds at Home, check out our sponsor links down below in the description and use those codes at the checkout. But, uh, yeah, sponsors help a little bit, but, like, how, do you, how much do your sponsors help you? Uh, when it comes to the chairs itself, it's a lot of donations, or, like, I have a fundraising golf tournament, and or I have a fundraising dinner which pays my track, or most of my track season, and then I have a golf tournament to A, pay the leftover expenses that I occur. Yeah. And then in the case yeah. of 2017, because I was at NSC. Hotel porn bills get expensive after a while, right? I mean. <laughs> you do. Um, um, uh, what, what shit? Um, Cover leftover expenses. Sorry to derail yeah. your train of thought there. Yeah. Uh, so other than leftover expenses, but like in 2017, I needed to get this chair. 
fortunately I was, you know, doing my second year or no, my first year of NSCC for business. So yep. I had a student loan. So I used the student loan to pay off the <laughs> leftover expenses and I used the golf tournament to pay for the rate care. <laughs> Boom. Well, that's called re <laughs> that is called redistribution of assets, buds at home. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I mean, think about it, right? If you got a credit card bill that needs to be paid off and you're getting a student loan, you might as well use it to pay the credit card off. That's damn true. Now, now that's not the only thing you studied in school, right? You also did uh, therapeutic recreation? Yeah, but I just couldn't get a job in it. And well, yeah. and here's what happened. So I graduated. I missed the last two times I've graduated from NCC. I've missed the graduation ceremony to go race. In the case of therapeutic <laughs> rec, it was to go race ATVs in New York. Yeah. Not city, but Unidil, like new middle of nowhere, upstate New York. I'm talking about like, yeah. 45 minutes away from the baseball hall of fame in Cooperstown, but no yeah. cell phone reception, unless you had, unless you were to steal your sit, unless you're able, your uh, arcade. I was with Rogers, but I don't think any of the Canadian companies feed off Verizon. I think you need a Verizon no. phone to actually get cell phone at the time in 2009. So yeah. I went after I got back from new Berlin, I went to I went to apply at a nursing home and because I was qualified to work there and they weren't hiring and I was like okay I'll just come back in September or whatever right and the person's like well why don't you apply for disability I'm like um I went to school to not do that yeah and I took <laughs> that's and, why I went to school and then I took business you know a few years ago because of when you're a nationally funded athlete as an Olympic Paralympic athlete you do have some credits towards school and I decided to take advantage of that and. And as you see, what I'm really grateful for is they, uh, I don't think I would have been able to pull off the, uh, the type of training I do if I was at university because I wouldn't be a varsity athlete. Now, depending on the course and the props, they may have allowed flexibility. But NACC, when I proved when I went to Japan in the first semester and, pull, and banged out a bunch of assignments and stuff during flights, post flights and everything, they're like, okay, you actually are able to do homework while you're actually traveling. I'm like, yep. And then funny enough, um, again, like I, uh, I got a t-shirt business going. I got actually some leftover shirts I found before I left for BC. I'm working on a wheelchair racing part. Cause I mean, the thing is we make, le I mean, I'm thankful for the national funding I get for my data, like both for competition and my training, but for my training, I make less than minimum. We make less than, or if you're develop considered development, you like make less than minimum wage which again is tax free. I'm thankful. And if you're a senior, you make just over minimum wage and with, you know, the living costs, I don't understand. I'm glad I don't live outside of the Maritimes because there's no way I'd have a roof over my head with the current funding I have. No, no. So, I mean, I need and, uh, that business get going here soon so I can actually like, you know, when I uh, get my carding check, it's not gone in both less than three weeks paying the bill. <laughs> yeah, get your financing going. And and honestly, when you do get that business going, honestly, obviously the good buds will give you a good shout out, man. We'll let we'll let everybody know out there to that's capable of uh, doing business with you or shopping at your business to do so. Well, you know, I got about, I'd have to count my inventory, but I'm pretty sure I got about twenty less than twenty shirts left. So, I'll oh shit, a picture and yeah. Well, we'll give you, actually, we're going to give you, we'll give you some time later on there in a, in a little bit here to, uh, to plug a whole bunch of shit, but, uh, like, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to bust up a little bit more weed here. Just bear with me one moment. Oh, not a problem. Do what you got to do, right? It's, uh, uh, like I say, the devil went to Jamaica looking for some weed. <laughs> yes, sir. 
He was in a bind. He wasn't very high, and he was looking to get so indeed or some shit like that. Down, down, down. I feel like going and grabbing my guitar. Speaking of which, you know what's a really good uh, weed song that I like? And like I said, I don't see that or nothing. Wacky Tobacky by uh, Toby Key. I don't believe I've heard that song. It's a good country song, and it's all about smoking. Like, um, and he gives like all the different variants of weed, and it's like including like uh, the stuff that my un- or my uncle smokes that will uh, give you cotton mouth. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> who would want to like to me? It's like, yep, I'm gonna go smoke something that's gonna get my mouth that makes me want to have to drink <laughs> a ton of water after I'm done. Hey man, so yes. water's good for you. Oh yeah, no, but you get what I'm saying. It reminds me. Oh yeah, no, it. That is one of those downsides that's like, why do I constantly do this to myself? But then I actually do it, and then I forget that I did it to myself. But then I go get some water because I'm thirsty. Yeah. Past Shank is an asshole. Present Shank is okay. Future Shank's an asshole. <laughs> it happens. It's kind of hilarious. But again, I, um, I'm probably I'm thinking because I forgot that I bought some movies while I was in BC while I was getting stuff at Walmart. I happened to see. Uh, the final Rambo, and I was like, okay, I gotta have that because I have almost every Rambo movie. I'm a Stallone fan, and then I saw for ten bucks right. because of what's been going on with Looney Tunes. I saw this. For, it's got Bugs Bunny, uh, Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote, and <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn for ten bucks for four five cartoons. I was like, oh yeah, I'm buying this. Before no, no, I said, I'm pull- I'm buying this right now before cancel culture takes out fucking Bugs Bunny. Um, uh, I need this in my life. <laughs> And uh, I bought a clockwork. Orange. Actually, oddly enough, though, oddly enough, I think it's funny. I was reading an article about it, and someone was saying that they actually went through Bugs Bunny shit to try to find stuff that they like that people might find offensive. And they were like, honestly, Bugs Bunny is pretty much untouchable. They were saying that throughout, he's been like inclusive of like cultures and shit, but like culturally sensitive, but not like fucking like that kind of thing. And, like, they were like, no, man, Bugs, even from the get go, like from back in the day, aside from like the violence that he's been part of. Like in, in some cartoons, there's he's a, like yeah. untouchable. There's a few episodes that he's done uh, <laughs> that are, you know, definitely questionable. Yeah. And, yeah. Def- and they're called banned cartoons for a reason. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's like I said, I bought those. And I mean, A Clockwork Orange is a classic, right? So, I mean. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff like that. But at the same time, we also have to remember there was a point where Donald Dunk or Donald Duck worked for Hitler. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And didn't Daffy Duck, was it Daffy Duck too work for Hitler, or was he just a guy that fought Hitler? Daffy Duck fought Hitler. Yeah, he was, yeah. And No, Donald Donald Duck Duck was in the Navy. Yeah, Donald Duck was in the Navy, in the United States Navy. Yeah, because he fought Hitler as well. He was a Marine. He was a Marine, yeah. Because he was in the Navy, and he went... No, I'm talking about the commercial, or I'm talking about the actual episode where Donald Duck, you know, was a fucking Nazi. Oh, that one. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, because Walt was... Disney was an outspoken anti-Semite. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, was, yeah well, well, yeah, it's very true. Well, it's not just that, but I know, like, I I had the cartoon because I remember having, like, this 300, six hours worth of cartoons, and there was this one, yeah. but they referred it because we were a kid, like, because they were trying to appeal to kids. They refer the Nazis the X's and then the X's yeah. or whatever, and Donald Duck first went as an X's, and then he was yeah. convinced to be an American or, you know, fight for the Allies and whatnot. And of course, the yeah. allies win and everything. But mind you, again, yeah, Walt Disney was definitely. Uh, oh yeah. Hey, some of the most yeah. famous people are the biggest douchebags, right? Well, the history is full of them, man, and the present is too. Like that's the thing is, it's like I think I remember reading a thing on the internet where it was like 
How about we stop making statues of people and naming things after people, period. Like, do with the tattoo- do- go with the tattoo policy. Don't get somebody's name tattooed on you, ever. And don't get anybody's face tattooed on you, ever. Like, I mean, unless you're Steve-O, then you can get your name tat your your own face tattooed on your back, right? That's fine. But like, and you can you know, also like, get your name tattooed on your ass. And you can get your name tattooed on your ass, right? If you want to, right? But like, it's like, but like, don't go with the tattoo policy. Just no names, no faces. Just don't worry about it. You could write them down in books. You can write them down everywhere else. You can teach them in schools. Do whatever you take want. A but picture. Just, don't, just take you got a picture. A smartphone now. I know, take a picture, right? But like, but we don't need statues of people anymore, folks. I mean, that's land that could have gone to a bench. Hey, but there is still, I will say there's one statue that should never be taken down in, or other than sports ones, you know, for the sports arenas, like the, oh, yeah, and all of that, is the Rocky Balboa one. Cause that's, yep. Oh, never. No, that would stay there. Now there's a lot of fucking stairs on that building. Is that, is that building wheelchair accessible? Probably not. It's a fucking because I can imagine like you go to the, you go there and you're just wheeling yourself that would up make backwards it the, like da da da. That would da, make da, it the true da, Rocky challenge. Just like rolling yourself up backwards like you know like I would fuck, I will defy gravity to do this. <laughs> well, because of my level paralysis, there's no way I could get up that backwards because I do a face plant before you know it. But oh, honestly, that'd be so what I would do is if I wanted to go to the Rocky steps, I'd make a plan with guys that I know that are close to the Philly area. And I'd be like, all right, yeah. you are carrying me up, and we'll, I don't care how long it takes because I'm going to give you guys a break. Obviously, be respectful and give you guys <laughs> stop, a break. Yeah, stop halfway. <laughs> but we're taking, we're going up those rocky steps. I don't care. Actually, fun fact, bro. I was the other day, no word of a lie. Um, I, actually, it was shortly after I talked to you originally about coming on the podcast. I saw something on Facebook, and this shows that Facebook is always listening in one way or another. But I saw an ad for this dude down in the States somewhere, invented this thing that you literally just take any it's like a it's like kind of like a universal thing for wheelchairs and you roll your chair onto it and it basically has tank treads on the bottom yep and you fucking roll your chair onto it it locks onto the back of your chair and it turns your chair into a motorized one and it like can roll up fucking stairs it can roll up fucking hills it can like go off-road fucking all-terrain shit i was like what the hell is this man I was like, I wish, oh, like, can I get that from, I was like, can I get that shit from my office chair? Like, can I fucking, like, I'm like, I was like, man, like, I'm thinking about buying a wheelchair just so I can buy one of those and use that, because it yeah. seems like it'd be but really bitching to go off-road. It'd probably cost you your uh, arm and a leg and, two, and one of your left. And oh, my God. It'd be one I won't your, need them, I'll be in a wheelchair. Two, it'd be two of your oh, racing, <laughs> it'd be two of your racing, it'd be two of your racing chairs, but, you know, it's. Just going mudding in that thing. <laughs> no, like, but yeah, I saw that, man. Yeah. And I was like, you could just grab one of those, rent one for the day or something like that, you know? Just take it for, be like, you know, go to the showroom, take it for a test drive. Yep. And you're like, yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> I so, swear. So, unfortunately, buds, we are running a little bit short on time here. So, it is that time. Uh, me and Shank are really quickly going to smoke another bong. Ben. Very nice to have you. Very nice conversation. And we would love to have you on again in exactly. the future, obviously. 100%. But we're going to take our bong hits. Hopefully you buds join us. And then in the meantime, Ben, if you would like to shout out anything you would like to shout out, now is your time. The floor is yours. Shameless plug, whatever you need to. Jank, let us bu- 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 blaze it. I blaze would it. say uh, just enjoy the times, especially I know COVID you know, stresses all out. But just remember... There's worse things than COVID out there. And crank those tunes and watch good movies. Oh, yeah.
<coughs> do you have any upcoming events or anything like that that you want to shout out? Uh, like I say, I'm just off to Quebec City at the end of July or end of June. And that'll be one hell of a road trip. Ten and a half hours, well worth it. Nice. There you go. We'll definitely keep our buds posted about that in the future. Sounds Is there anywhere that people can uh, follow your progress? Uh, Got any yeah. social media that they can follow? Uh, Facebook on Ben Brown Wheelchair Racer or Ben Brown 191 on Instagram. We'll have links down in the description below for you buds to check that out. Downstairs. And uh, <coughs> fuck, that was some Ooh. great shit. That's Once again, idea. I'm smoking on some Jungle Mac. Yeah, and this week I am smoking Mac 1. <coughs> And check those and, uh, check those strains out on our Instagram, which we will find links to down below in the description. As well as all of our other stuff, Facebook, our Twitter, and Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, everywhere that you can find the Good Buds podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again, Ben. Yes, thanks, Ben, for being here. We really appreciate you being here. Um, I'd like to remind the Buds at home to like, comment, subscribe, share this with all of their family members and friends and anybody who may be potentially interested in cannabis and or the Paralympics because Ben is involved in this and obviously they might they'll get to hear directly from somebody who's going to go to Japan because we believe in him. The good buds got Ben's back. Exactly. I like the alliteration we'll of that. Be supporting. <laughs> Awfully awesome alliteration there, Shank. Woo! And with all that being said, we're going to roll one for the road. We will see you next week on the Good Buds podcast. Later, buds. Later. Later, buds. Don't forget to roll one for your... Uh... What was it? Godfather in WWE used to say, "Roll one for, uh, roll one for this pimp daddy or something." Just look it up on YouTube. It's like, yeah, like roll, roll one for, one this, for this. I'm going with that. Roll one yeah, for this pimp daddy. Yeah, I'm down with that. I don't even, I don't even care if that's what he said or not. That's what I'm saying. Roll one for your pimp daddy. No, what it was is, how about let's roll or did you? Don't forget to roll a big old fatty for this pimp daddy or something like. It was hilarious, and I never. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh yes. But you know what the funny yes, thing I like is, it. as a 10 to 12 year old, you don't realize what he's talking about, right? And now as an adult, he looks like, <laughs> oh my God. Ooh, see, that's what I love about being an adult, man. Like people say being an adult sucks, but they're just looking at the wrong parts, man. One, you can buy any video game you want. Two, you can really do whatever you want. Three, if you Three, want a box weed. of weed, you can eat a box of cookies. Three, weed. Four, <laughs> fucking weed. Five, hey. podcast. Later, buds. Later, buds. Yeah. <laughs>